When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bop halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Are oh, you going to get me the ball? Oh, I'm going to get you the ball. Oh, 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 I hope he doesn't kill somebody. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the difference between winning and losing. I got a whole lot of money, money, money for me. Bottle keep popping that water up there, jacking. Yeah, it's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Welcome into 11 personnel, Nick Roush and Adam Luckett, fresh off of a trip to Kentucky football spring practice where we got to watch the Wildcats for the first time this spring. They were over at the Nutter Field House where Mark Stoops still not a big fan of that Nutter Field House. It's still the old Nutter Field House, but it might be one of our last times there, Lucky. Little disappointed. I thought we were doing an outside practice today. We were told to be ready to be outside. I, I, I so had we all out. got bundled up and unfortunately we were in the indoor. I was looking for it because then, you know, it was a little crowded today. Would have got a little less crowded, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were out in the elements. Right, right. Um, you know, there's a little more room for them to operate. And then, like, you don't have moments where everybody's holding their breath because DeKel Crowd just rolled his ankle some. You just kind of have that, like, oh, God, is everything okay? Everything is okay. He's fine. But you have those moments where you're slipping on that turf. The turf is – it's like the turf we played on 10 years ago. Like, it's not good turf. Um, not great, but – Hey, could be should be the last time they're doing spring practice at the field house. Um, so we, so well, we they, I mean, they'll be doing in that field house. It's just yeah, different, different, right? Track stuff will be right. Track stuff will be out of there. They'll have a little more room to work with. Newer turf, um, but uh, I, I did find out their cutoff. Their cutoff temperature is forty degrees. So you know, makes sense. You get around freezing, then especially if you got some of those Florida kids in there, they ain't worth a damn once it gets cold. Um, so. 
but we got to see practice for the first time. And it is a spring practice, so it's not like we're going to walk away with some sort of... Uh, I'll preface this by saying... Very I, elementary stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're... I mean, at one point, DeAndre Square was playing Sam linebacker just so they could run base defense. Like, that's not happening during the season, <laughs> you know? So, they're doing some different things. So, take all of this with that grain of salt in mind. But there were some very positive takeaways, that I think, to, to get from all of this. And, Wackett, I'm not sure where you want to start, um, but I do think the wide receivers might move the needle the most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good-looking group. Yeah. Yeah. And there's more help on the way. I mean, Javon Baker's not even here, and he's going to be the starting X receiver. Yeah. You know, Barry and Brown's not even here, and he's the most explosive guy in that will be in that room. So including that, and then just seeing what they have. I mean, there's just a lot. There's a real. There's a lot to like there. Like Tavian Robinson, I came away from today. That's a 70 reception, 100 target kind of guy in this offense. Then we heard Rich Gangarello. Talk about how the slot receiver, how important it is, how how big of a weapon that is because of the hash marks in college. So you can get them on these kind of option choice routes, kind of stuff you can do with them, and moving around in different formations. You can really create advantageous matchups for those guys. And he just he looks the part. Like he yeah. looks like a guy. He looks like a dude. He looks like a four year senior. He he he's ready him. for a big season. I think aside from maybe like one play that. Drew Phillips really ripped one up that was like going towards the sideline. For the most part, when it was a contested catch, he made it. Uh, that first play was that first that pick that Geiger had. Was that to him in the flat or did he get tipped? It was a tip. Yeah. Throw. yeah. Well, what happened there was like it was it was a bad throw, but it was either a misread by Levis or by Robinson about where he's supposed to kind of settle down mm-hmm. on that little like leak out that he. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a little dump off to the flat. Phillips crashed on it, and then he, after it bounced off Robinson's hand, it bounced off Phillips' hand, and then Geiger came. Safety comes, runs under it, pick Pick six. six. Yeah, and that's why uh, Rich was not too pleased after practice. There was two picks during that team period. Yeah, Yeah, it was multiple occasions of that, really, and we heard him talk about not knowing where to kind of sit down. Yeah, it's kind of – it was funny how he put it. He's like, yeah, you know where everybody's going to be in pro, but, like, in college – Sometimes guys aren't exactly where you anticipate. It might be two or three yards a different direction for some of those holes in the defense. Um, but I did think it was it was noteworthy that early on, um, De- Demarcus Harris and Chris Lewis got the first reps with the ones in 11 personnel, but they rotated a ton. And I, I think if I have one just big takeaway in general from this practice, I really like the two deep, at receiver, at tight end, and at defensive line. But I don't I don't know who the playmakers are out of that. Maybe I guess Upshaw is one that's gonna stand up above the tight ends. But for the most part, like i I just feel really good about the guys in all of the rotational spots at those three position groups, and two of which were a long time concern for this program when Stoops got here and they've recruited their way out of that hole on the defensive line, and now they're kind of recruiting their way out of that hole at Rogers City. Yeah, yeah I say it all the time. You fix your problems through recruiting in college football. And it's really strength in numbers here for me, Nick. You just, like, they don't have, maybe not, like, no one's going to be Wondell Robinson, 104 receptions on 145 targets. Right. It's not going to be that, but they've just got multiple ways, I think, to beat you as, as an offense through their skill talent. 
They've got obviously a bell cow running back. They've got their second running back who was Tom McClain today. Yeah, he was. Um, I didn't, you know, that was he was clear over smoke. I thought that was one of my bigger takeaways today. Um, then at tight end, you got Keaton Upshaw, who looks every bit of an NFL prospect at tight end. Um, you've got Brendan Bates, a guy with experience that can do a bunch of things. You've got a flex tight end in Isaiah Cummings. You can split out and do some different. Hell, things. you even got Justice Dingle catching passes in the five. five. At receiver, like you've got a proven slot receiver who's going to be good. Now, how good we'll see, but you know, Tavian Robinson is going to be a guy you can depend on. Who's going to you feel very comfortable about him catching 50, 60 balls this season. And then outside of wide receiver, you're a little bit more raw, but you got a lot of talent there. Chris Lewis, Dane Key, big recruiting wins. Javon Baker, big recruiting win. Um, beat out Florida and Ole Miss for that transfer. You've got Barry and Brown, big recruiting win coming in. So there's just a lot, and you got a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. There's just a lot there. Like there, there's a ton of reasons I think to believe in the offense. And I, I don't, I didn't even though they had a rough day, I didn't come away. Like disappointed, disappointed yeah. in them. Tackles still an issue to get figured out, but guard center guard, they're, they're solid as can be. I don't understand how, like, Tayshawn Manning wasn't a starter at Auburn. Like, what was going on there? Like, he he looks the best coming off the field, like, just in pads. Yeah, physically. Like, Horsey looks small next yeah, to him, and Horsey guys. was playing tackle in those the Citrus Those three guys together were, I thought, really, I thought they really did some good things in pass protection, which was kind of my expectation. Um, coming into the day, we well, the run game is kind of hard because they were just tapping off. Yeah, yeah. So you're not you're not full goal, so it's hard we, to kind of evaluate. We did see McLean really pop one um, up the middle. That was an, and that was that guard center guard, you know. Uh, and by tap off, I mean that they, they they're think they're just not they're they're blocking and tap, but they're not they're personally like staying off up the ground and they're just thun, uh, thudding the running back. They're not hitting them. They're just kind of an aggressive push. Yeah. yeah. And so that's that's what they were doing today. So it's hard to evaluate run game-wise. Really today was like a huge passing day. Third down drills we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, when they went team period, the defense was blitzing, was bringing different pressure packages. Interesting thing, I thought Scangarello kind of talked about White and just the scheme here, Kentucky defensive scheme. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of – say this is kind of the, the end thing in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. It's basically um, big play prevention. Like, do not give up big plays to these quarterbacks. Do not play a ton of cover one. Do not play a lot of press unless you got guys that can lock down. It's a lot of mix-up coverages, drop, um, simulated pressures, creepers, all that kind of stuff. I thought that was very interesting. So, like, Kentucky's not only – they get a lot of credit for their NFL offensive scheme, but they're also running a very popular kind of defense that that's running a, a lot – like, that's used a lot in the NFL by multiple teams. So, I thought – I thought that was interesting. Um, to get more specific on some of the, the offensive personnel, um, the Dane Key talk is real. He's good. Yeah, he's he's a good football player. Yeah, he he also he I used to think he looked pretty skinny. Dude is uh dude's been in the weight room. Um, he 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 looks like a bona fide SEC outside wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, he in that that first team period he had a couple. Big catches. catches. Just a couple. I mean, I don't know if Andrew Phillips will be the starting cornerback uh, when Miami, Ohio rolls into town on Labor Day weekend. But he's going to play on this defense. But he's going to play, and Key gave it to him a few times. Mm-hmm. It beat press coverage pretty easily. Uh, one one time I specifically saw, and just 
a lot of this with these freshmen, Nick, or these young players, it's like looking like do they belong out here with everybody else that's been in the system for a while. Um, you know, some 23-year-old men out there too. Right, right. And he looks like he belongs. Like he looks like like it's easy to see him. You could easily see him catching an 18-yard dig in an yeah. SEC game yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No and, doubt about and it. And so I think there's a lot – obviously there's a lot to get excited with him. He's got great ball skills. He can beat press. Um, he's a fluid runner. Uh, there's just a ton to get excited about with him. The, the other Frederick Douglass kid, Dekel Crowdis, his acceleration yeah. just, I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah. And that's not something we're, we're used to seeing around here. Uh, I mentioned earlier he did roll his ankle a little bit, but like. Still got that bulky, bra- bulky brace on from the knee injury. Yeah. Um, and like Stoops walked over to make sure he was fine. But that that speed really is just something you can't, you can't measure it. You, it's hard. You, I guess you could quantify it, but even if you put numbers on it, it, you don't really grasp it until you watch him get in and out of breaks. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have a vertical field stretcher last year. The guy that could just go take the top off the defense. Um, that safeties on defense had to be worried about make sure we don't get in. This guy's not getting behind us. we got to stay on top of him. If he, if he can give that to the offense, it just it opens up so much, especially in that intermediate passing game with the tight ends and the slot receiver and even stuff in the run game. If you've got a guy like that that can tilt your coverage, tilt defenses how they play you, then they become less concerned with the run. And then if you get, like Scangarello talked about today, with the fullback, there's they can't fit the run. Like a lot of college defenses don't really know how to fit it, right. which is something that – uh, Brad White talked about when the, going in the bowl game, like they, it was just different having right, a fullback. Used to. So yeah. if you add that, and then you add that that vertical stretch element to to your offense, it's, it, it makes you really hard to stop. And so mm-hmm. there's just a lot. There's a really a lot, a lot to get excited about with this offense. It's a lot if, to be careful. If it well, if it if everything hits, this offense is going to be. I mean, it's got a chance to be top ten good. I really believe that. The uh, I, I can just already tell you that that Miami of Ohio game. There's going to be at least three just shots to Decal deep, where it's like, all right, everybody watching the tape, like we're going to do this mm-hmm. just to put it out there. He's going to catch at least one of them. Yeah. So um, I, I, the speed was remarkable. Uh, I, I thought elsewhere, as, as far as personnel stuff goes, uh, Keontae Goodwin just looks like a regular. Looks killer. looks the part. Yeah, yeah, like I think that's really, especially in these spring practices, these early enrollees. I mean, these guys are just. Just Planning. just now here, you yeah. know, they've only been here a month or so. Do they look the part in both, like, every, like, okay, we saw Key, Keontae, both of those guys, mm-hmm. they, they look like they belong out there. Yeah. Like, you, you could see Keontae coming in and helping on a scoring drive and yeah. him not looking out. Well, and, and that was the thing for me is, like, you know, some of these big guys, remember John Gruenschlager from yes. New, Newcath? We had, uh, Nick Lewis was like some of these just enormous guys can look out of place like just the bend they have like Keontae he's a big guy but he doesn't look like just some hulky bulky clunky he he looks like he belongs at at offense tackle and like I I don't know how much I can tell out of just some pass sets out of the twos but like he wasn't getting beat he he looked like he belonged in that time and I think that position in general that's all we're going to be watching are the two tackles because that's that's really, from my vantage point, that's all you're worried about. Uh, and DeAndre Buford, there there were times where I, I, he left me wanting more. Um, and J- Jeremy Flax, I, I wasn't paying as close of attention to him, but I liked 
that he's shed some weight. He told us that his goal is to get yeah, – I mean, he looks – Yeah. And his, his goal is to get down 15 more pounds. And, like, I, I don't want to just make this a let's just crap on Eric Wolford party because that's an easy thing to do. But they will. But, like, I'm telling you, like, it, it was very clear that he was not taking the Wolford. Because, like, Wolford is an old-school hard ass. And, like, that works for a lot of people. That doesn't work for everybody. And when you saw promise through spring ball, that kind of falter last year once he got into summer camp, like, I just knew it was like that. those personalities aren't meshing. And he said as much today. He was like, you know, new coach, I'll, I like his style. And they're like, can you elaborate on it? It's like, well, he's not just going to chew you out if you mess up. Mess up. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot like Schlarman, like we've heard. Yes. So, I, I think that's – like, I'm not as worried about Flax as I was – Two or three months ago, um, but that the left spot there's where we heard today too that Tyler Steen he's down to three and one of them's not Kentucky, LSU, Virginia, or Alabama. So your your options. You're on to the next. Yep, you're on to the next one in the transfer portal, um, but you you're still going to be looking for that one, I believe. Yeah, but also now you have like the as a program they have to prepare themselves for what if they don't get somebody. Yes, true, true. We have to have these guys ready. I just, if one of these guys can't play, how do we uh, kickstart uh-huh. good ones grow? Yeah, that's true. And I, I don't know what it is, but I I wish I would have seen more of separation between Buford and Goodwin today. And I, like, you know, I, it was a lot of the same for yeah, me. Yeah. I mean, Next time, well, we'll see these guys probably two more times until the season starts. We'll get the spring game. And then we'll we'll get an open practice during fall camp. Yeah, and I'll be like I'll be interested to see what the growth is between those guys between Buford and Keontae. Yeah, because I think right now it seems like Flax is the starting right tackle. Mm-hmm. The other tackle is a huge question, but overall that position in general, like would would it surprise you if three four guys started at tackle this season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a it's just a position they got to figure out, but. You could, like I said, you can do some stuff to scheme around it. Well, you really need good one. If you can find one really uh, one good one out of this bunch, you can figure out the other side. You can slide stuff away. You can keep it back in. You can move the pocket with Will um, because of his athleticism. Um, Which, dude, it's it's fun during spring because they can't. You know, you're obviously not hitting the quarterback at practice when things go wrong, and Will's just like, "All right, I'm gonna let it rip deep." (laughs) He just freaking throws. I mean, you think the ball's gonna hit the ceiling? He throws it so damn far. He's got a cannon. Uh, speaking of, too, the Iowa kid. Yeah, yeah, he's got a bazooka. Deuce. A couple of go balls. He Deuce really let it Man, there was, it, was it Tay-Tay that caught the long one from him? He, he was throwing him to Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. And Lewis, I think, caught one or two, oh, maybe? I didn't see Lewis catch one. 19 did catch him. a couple passes. Okay. But, uh, but uh, Collins was not happy on one of the balls that Deuce let loose. And it was a bomb, and it was a little wobbly, but it got caught. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, he can throw it a little bit, but you can tell he's a little bit behind in the playbook and team period. He was, it was ones, Levis, twos, Bo Allen, threes, Kai Sharon, and then he got rotated in there at the end. It's also fun playing some of the, the who's who, the name game stuff. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where everyone belongs um, because, like, there was just like a. Uh, I think he's a walk on. No, he's not even a walk on, but he's a guy who's buried down the depth chart. Thirty-four. But, uh, I was gonna say the '67, the Lane and Young one. It was like, oh, yeah. is that uh, is that a little Lane and Young out there? Uh, but that 
there's a lot of cases, right? Like six on defense. I'm like, what the hell is Josh? This is not Josh Allen on defense. It's like, no, Tyrell Asian changes number. I will shout out number 34, Trey Dennis, had some quicks, and he was roasting some younger players. Oh, nice. Out there in one third team. And he got some second team run, too. So I think he, I think he went to Sire, Nick. Or Sayre. 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 Sorry. Sorry about that, Sayre people. <laughs> Chad Pennington, shout out. But yeah, shout out Trey Dennis. I thought he really popped a few times. He got some oh moments there <laughs> in, in different sets of drills. I, uh, a, a few other. Uh, you want to switch over to defense? Uh, quickly, I wanted to mention Ernest Sanders with playing tight end. Yes. I thought that's noteworthy. Interesting. Maybe they're trying to lean into that flex experiment, maybe trying to find a backup for Isaiah Cummings in that kind of role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donut was. Man, when he starts sliding, he really spirals. And Settle was in his ass all day. Um, uh, yeah, he had a couple, he didn't have a great day. A couple drops. Yeah. Missed a few holes. Oh, there was oh, one where he kind of slipped slip trying to get into it. I blame some of that on the turf. turf. Well, he there, he had a fumble, but that was I think Dingle blocked the wrong guy. Ran into yeah, yeah. ran into the, the tight end on the other side and it kind of blew up that play. Um, so that was a miscommunication. But yeah, he the ball. Went on the turf a few too many times for him. Not a great day for him. No, no, Smoke was not, you know, didn't get a lot of run with the ones. It was mainly McLean and Rodriguez. I uh, enjoyed watching uh, uh, John Young. Like, or oh, that, that was the thing I wanted to make during the the individual periods when it's like offensive line, like you're just doing hand placement kind of stuff. I like seeing Horsey work with Keontae. Like that's just like a leader thing. And that's what Horsey is now on that sideline. Like, he's a very vocal guy. Um, so, I, I'm glad to see him step into that role. Love John Young's flow. He's grown his flow out. Like, yeah. Um, wall of, now we just need Jagger. Jagger's the only one. That, like, Jagger, draw out the, draw out the throw, man. Like, get with Wall of Ball and Co. And, uh, and, and make it happen. But I'm glad John Young, like, he's – him and Jagger, I, I, I could see them being a, a one-two punch at guard. If you know, rotating in this year, and they're the guys next year, they're yeah. in line to be the guys next yeah. year. So, uh, they're, 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 they're going down the right path. Um, and also, just like Justice Dingo in general, is just fun to watch out there because he does look like a little bowling ball, just like and he packs a punch, yeah, yeah, running a lot of that kind of pull down the line stuff. And you know, he's making contact, he's got to be having a lot more fun this year than he was last year, last year. yeah. He gets to do the beating now, where last year he was probably take he was a little undersized and taking a pounding. <laughs> now he gets to right. deliver some punishment, which I'm sure is good for him. Lavelle Wright was not dressed for practice, um, and we'll just kind of list some of the injuries now. Jordan Wright, he we aren't he's got the red jersey on throughout spring. So that outside linebackers when they're doing individuals, it's like JJ Weaver and a bunch of dudes. Mm-hmm. Like you just like who? Um, so thin right there. The other spot they're thin at. Joe Williams wasn't practicing today either. Which that's not good. I don't, uh, you know. I'm sure it's some ligament, some you know, soft tissue, something. I don't know. Looked like he had uh, a wrap on his leg, so that could be. Uh, so not great, and that's why you're getting some weird stuff where Square is playing outside linebacker in certain. I, mean, I was sitting there just like, what the hell is going on? Like, what are they in? And it was like, oh, it's because Square is out on the edge right there. Um, I'm trying to think. Were there any other players to note that did not practice? You had Ox in a red jersey, but he did pretty much everything except team period. Yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll get to him in the defense here in a little bit. Obviously, Todd Dotson. Yeah, yeah. 
is out for the spring. Out. Cummings out. Uh, but yeah, let's just get right into the defense. I think I think there, there wasn't a ton of absences of note, but that defensive line, and you know, I wrote about it on KSR. Luck, it's, hey, has his ta- takeaways up on KSR. I really like the the two deep that the defensive line has developed. Like, it's it's not going to have the same star power. But if it does, it's, I think it's coming from Ox. Like, Ox has some juice. He has some get-off at that three-tech. You know, he looks a little on the thin side compared to some other guys they've had that, that have played that position in the past. But he, I, I think he has more explosiveness than, than anyone they've had playing that position since Stoops has been here. And that's counting Calvin Taylor Jr., who is tied for the SEC in sacks going into the pole game. So he he I really love the explosiveness he brought to the table, and then throughout the rest of that group, like it, I just don't see much drop off from one to two. Like Darian Henry Young, the Ohio State transfer, he's got some pass rush pop, but he's 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 thin there now. He needs to get bigger. Ripka's just a lot bigger than him right now. And then between Hayes and Rogers, like they're they're close to one another. I feel like Hayes might have a little more juice too. But he also doesn't have the same kind of bulk that Rodgers has as a run sport. But in general, well, then you throw in Khalil Sanders and Jamarius Dinkins, Spider. He's doing a lot of he, – he really had a nice body transformation, shed a lot of baby fat, like just looked really good. I, I just think this – I don't see a lot of drop-off in general at all in this game. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the strength of the defense, I think. The strength of the defense is that, that front seven. Or the front six, depending on scheme. It's that that defensive front, the edge players, and the linebackers. Like that's that's where the defense is gonna make their money this year. Like now, when you you get into all right, who are gonna be the playmakers? I'm not sure the defensive line has any body that can do that. But if they can just eat up blocks good enough to create isolation opportunities for the Weaver, JJ yeah, Weaver, yeah. Jordan Wright, and if Johnson Square can make some plays, that's really where. They're going to make their mark this year as a defense. You really need that defensive line group. You need a good rotation, which I think they'll have. Stop the run and just provide something from a pass rush, mainly an interior pass rush. It influence the pocket, so those edge guys can really kind of clean up when when they when they win their one on ones. But there's a lot. I mean, that that group, like next year, Nick, that group's going to be. That's going to we're going to talk about star power and how good they can be. This year, it's really about kind of strengthen numbers, taking a step forward, all those guys turning into quality SEC starters, um, and then really kind of hurting teams with their depth because they're able to be too deep at those positions. And what I – how I, it, that, that too deep manifests just in things you see at practice, there really is, for, like from an individual standpoint, the way they, they rotate through guys when, you know, circling the hoop or doing the bag drills or whatever it may be. You know, Anwar Stewart is is coaching his ass off. And they, there's usually enough downtime when one guy finishes a rep to his next rep that it's like, okay, he's getting a fresh start. Like, I, I enjoy it from that aspect of it. Um, and then it becomes a matter of who is doing things the right way most consistently. Um, but I, I, I just, I really like the promise there because, it, and, and then it just comes down to figuring out the right pieces, the right rotation, when to sub in and out. 
Um, so even though you might notice it a ton, especially in the stats column, like I think they're they're gonna be the strength of this unit uh, this fall. Elsewhere, right behind him in that front seven, Trevin Wallace, like that dude is just. Yeah, I just I didn't really pay a lot of attention to the linebackers today, just because I'm like they're good. I know they're they're fine. I don't really need <laughs> to watch so them a lot. Right. I mean, they're, I mean, how deep they are. And Dick Eric Jackson was another guy that was a scratch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Martez Thrower got some more reps. They, I mean, I don't need to see much from that group. Yeah. Like, it, lo- it looks like they put some weight on, and that's their biggest thing is just durability, right. trying to stay healthy. Uh, but then you work your way outside. I think of all the defensive backs that stood out, I wasn't, like, staring down Carrington Valentine in one-on-ones or anything. So, I – I'm probably not the best judge of it, but I like the way the safeties cleaned up stuff on the back end. Like, especially Jalen Geiger, and not just because he got the interception. He, he had his nose around the football a lot. A lot. So the Asian had made some good plays on the ball, I thought, today. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Lovett is sudden. Yeah, yeah. He got some pop to him as yeah. a player. He's he's going to be one of those that kind of – I feel like he's going to be kind of like Geiger last year. Where he's in, or hell, even Asian early in his career, he had that big pick against Mississippi State. He's going to be in the right place at the right time on a couple different yeah, occasions. Yeah, well, I love it coming to high school was just the ball production, all those interceptions he had. Yeah. Like I said, he's sudden. He's got some physicality to him as a tackler. He's a redshirt freshman this year. He's a guy that I think can really maybe turn into something by the end of the year. He's going to be an interesting guy to watch as the season progresses, um, especially like Asian. We all know, like, he's a good cover player, but he's not a great tackler. You know, that's yeah, been a big yeah, strength. You know, go back to the Tennessee game, missing those tackles on those screens and letting up a big touchdown. That's that's not really what Jordan Lovett is. I mean, he's going to be – he is sudden, and he's going to knock you backwards kind of right, tackler. Right, right. Um, so I'm very interested to see what, what he can kind of turn into this year. I think – Jalen Geiger is just – he seems like a player that you can just really trust out there. Yeah. It's going to be in the right spot. It's going to make the right plays. He's got a little pop to him as a as a tackler too. And so, yeah, but that – I mean, that secondary, it's still a huge oh, huge yeah. question question mark. We're going to have to see. Yeah. We're going to have to see it live again. Right, right. And that's why the spring game will be good because they're, they're actually going to have to tackle. You know that's going to be one of the few times all spring where they have to bring dudes to the ground. They got to play. They got to be able to operate in space. Uh, Drew Phillips is one guy that is going to get a lot talked about a ton this spring because he is the unknown that's coming in and going to get a lot of reps at least for during the spring. You know they they might add a guy over the summer that that takes some of those. But he had those moments like it where it was like, oh great play, and then it was oh well. That dude hasn't played much. Like there, yeah. there was one just like blown assignment where like you know they just vacated the area. And More so than just Drew Phillips, it's just the cornerback position in general really only had. I mean, it's him and Carrington. Those were the only guys you could see. If they played an SEC game next week. Those were the only guys you could throw out mm-hmm. on the field. And so that that's a concern. And like that depth piece is already obviously huge. Keedron Smith visit is ginormous. Right. They really need to get get him and get get him signed and get him on campus in the team. But, yeah, I mean, good and bad with Andrew Phillips, but like, that's like you would expect. He's a, right, right. He's like, I, he was smaller than I thought he would be. Um, I thought he would be a little bigger than he was. I guess when you watch him on tape, it seemed like he was bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's something that I noticed today. Um, but he did – I mean, he did some good and bad. He's 
He's got a competitive fire to him. He'll get up. He's not afraid to get up and man and play physical versus receivers. Just, you know, there's some fundamental things he's trying to get better at right now. But, again, that's – there's nothing news breaking here. That's a position of worry. We're just yeah, going to have yeah. to see how it progresses throughout the throughout the summer and then when the season starts. So I'm glad they open up practice too because it does like – or they just aren't feeding bull bullcrap, right? Because right. <laughs> they could. They, they, they totally could, but uh, no, what they said, it's kind of, what they see is what they're, they're telling us. Now, uh, it is interesting how, what they decide to tell us and what they don't, uh, you know, especially coming from some player, like, you know, Coach Rich wasn't as eager as J.J. Weaver was to talk about yeah, Tom McClain. Uh, personnel. It's not a Liam. Liam would give us something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd give us a lot more personnel. Rich is not the same way. Uh, but I did – man, it, what's fun – now, that, that's the thing. You don't want to be like the Cheesecake Factory where you do a little bit of everything, but you don't do, like, one thing particularly well. The, the amount – just the sheer, the sheer volume of formations is going to put – like, should put a ton of stress on defenses this fall. I mean, they were going from, like – 11, just like a base 11 personnel shotgun with, with Upshaw on the slot to we've got... Uh, yeah, that, that gets to the tight end and the flexibility of that of that room. Um, the different types they have that from a formation structure standpoint, they're going to be able to put, like you said, a lot of stress on defenses on how to match up. I mean, they were doing that and then like, all right, we're going to have like receivers stacked out really wide and then, okay, now... We're going to do uh, a tight end on each side of the line of scrimmage with the receiver lined up three yards away from him. Like, I mean, yeah, it was it, it was like when you were playing the old school NCAA video games like it, and you're like, damn it, they've got so many formations. Like, I can't get to what I want. Like, there's a ton out there. And I, I really think that that's Gangarello's way of like, all right, we, we can – this is how we're going to put stress on them. It's less about the volume of plays and more of the volume of alignments. Right. Um, that, that's going to try to confuse the defense pre-snap. Because, like, let's be honest, a lot of the the chess game is pre-snap. Because once the play happens, the, it's happening. It's like three seconds. There's a lot more time pre-snap than there is actually during the play. Yeah, it's getting the defenses out of sorts and taking advantage of them not being able to line up correctly or fit a certain run or uh, drop into a certain – coverage efficiently and in the right way. Part of the eye candy, a big thing with his offense is eye candy and the wrinkles off of that, what they can do. So, yeah, I think versatile formations, different formations is going to be a big part of this offense. But really my overall – like there was nothing crazy that I came away from today, and I think that's good. Yeah. You know, we kind of – the team is who – we thought they were. Like, tackle has to be figured out. Corner has to be figured out. Um, but everywhere else, they, they seem pretty solid. And there's a lot of room for growth, I think, on offense and defensively. Like, there's just some stuff that they need to figure out, but you got some nice building blocks there. And, like, if this offense ends up being kind of a juggernaut, like I think it potentially could turn into – then your defense gets to, all right, all we need to really do is stop the run at a decent clip and be able to rush the passer. Like, if we get leads in these games, teams are going to have to get pass heavy. We could, you know, pin our ears back and get after the passer. And that's where those edge guys, I think, are very important, getting right and Weaver 
on the field together um, and using them. And then, then if you can get that pass rush going, you can do some stuff like with those simulated pressures where you can drop them out and you can overload a side and whatnot um, to try to take advantage of a, of a team that's getting in a pass-heavy, drop-back kind of game. Um, and then maybe that's that's how, where the defense is going to be at its best. If Kentucky's offense is really putting pressure on opposing teams and they can just kind of pin their ears back and go and force turnovers and get sacks because they're, 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 they're two NFL edge guys who are just kind of screaming off the edge as pass rushers. Jordan Wright, he's been around a long time. Yeah, and Wright can do – like Wright's honestly probably better as kind of a zone drop player. Like you can drop – because he's so long – you can cover a lot of ground, and then where you can maybe have Weaver do some more pass rush stuff, whether it's just one-on-one edge pressure or it's you know using him in a stunt a stunt game where he's on twist or you know what whatever you want to do, and you can blitz the backers and do all kinds of different stuff. Um, but that's something I'll be I'll be interested to see because they're just cornerback is what it is. Like teams are probably going to pass on them this year. Yep. You know, like they're probably going to give they're probably going to be a few three hundred yard games they give up. Um, but they hang their hat on not giving up big plays and making teams earn possession. So if they can get to where they can create some more takeaways, because that's not something they really did last year, no, no. it can make a, a pretty big difference. And then and, especially and if the offense is as good as we think it might be, that could put a lot of pressure on teams if you're giving that offense extra possessions. It's one of those things, too, like it where it, you just – if you found some happy medium in between the past defenses from the previous two years where you went from we're getting all of the turnovers – and we're really slowing down opponents to uh, no turnovers, and they're kind of throwing all over. It's like, just just find somewhere in between. Just find a happy medium, and your de- defense should be stout. This whole. And you're, like we say, you're a prisoner of your schedule, too. Like 2020, they just they had three top ten offenses, so the numbers weren't as good as they probably you know would have been in a normal year. Um, and then last year, they just weren't very good, and they got beat by some good offenses. This year, like you look at their schedule – Stetson Bennett, you know, Stetson Bennett, you're not – like, if Georgia's going to beat you, it's going to be in other ways, not mm-hmm. airing it out for 300 yards. You've got the Tennessee factor, but I think there's going to be a um, more so Tennessee coming to the back back to the pack because there's film on that scheme now. Everybody's seen it at least once in-game. There's going to be adjustments to getting used to that. And then Ole Miss is totally resetting. Um, Jackson Dart's – Somebody people are a lot of, are excited about, but they they're totally re, like regrouping at running back and receiver. Their skill talent. They've added a lot of transfers, but it's totally kind of un, new. So you look at that point, and then Mississippi State. You know what they are, but you're not like there's not the obvious like juggernaut offense. I think you're going to play this year, and so from that aspect, that that's going to help you a lot. Yeah, if you if you just depend Mississippi State, that's just a wild card. You know, you, you I mean it obviously. That could change, obviously, but you know you're all, a lot of times you're a prisoner of your schedule. You got to stop the teams who are on your schedule. And now we're seeing, you know, they're playing a lot more teams with more competent quarterback play than in the past. So it's going to be tricky. That's why I think the pass rush is just they got it's so important. They've got to get back to where they're a top twenty, top fifteen team in sack rate. Getting the quarterback on the ground, it's just huge. Getting teams behind because that's how they're going to get teams behind the chains now. Look at. We've talked a lot about what we saw today, um, but I'm curious your thoughts on what else happened in the last week or two that we we need to discuss. We've had it's been kind of a newsy, newsy-ish time of the year, but I'm wondering if there's any are there any big stories from 
elsewhere around the football landscape that we're just that we need to, to, to touch on? Uh nah, I don't like Ole Miss, Nick, like half their team's gonna be transfers. Like he's literally added twenty transfers since last season ended. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see that. Obviously, the Tennessee stuff, I think we've kind of discussed that. Yep, they can suck it. Um, recruiting's picking up here. Yeah, uh, Cameron Calhoun's going to be announcing his commitment on Wednesday. That looks like it's going to be the case. Christian Conyer, yeah. Cameron Calhoun, quarterback. Yeah. Cameron Calhoun's teammate, Jermaine Matthews, cornerback. Yeah. Christian Conyer, Bowling Green South Warren. They're going all in on, on Conyer. All three of those guys, they've kind of got their sights on. Uh, right now, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise if they, add, over the next, like, month, month and a half, if they add commitments from m- multiple or all three. Avery Stewart visited. Avery Stewart from Montgomery, Alabama. Quarterback. Now, that would have been a summer all guy. Yeah. Um, looks like Frank Buffano's kind of taken over that recruitment. Um, so, yeah, those are all, I mean, we just talked about the last two years how, fixing Rob Receiver through recruiting. Yeah. Now you get – now you got to do it at cornerback. Like that's how you got to fix that problem. You got to go out and get player high school players and get them developed in your system, and then hopefully you can just get enough one or two transfers just to plug the hole just long enough yeah, until yeah. you're ready to go. Which that's why you know Keedra Smith makes some sense, and then you got a year left. You know. Yeah, so that's really the next thing we'll be focused on here for Kentucky. Yeah, I like the uh, Brad White's really. He's he's getting a nice little zone. He had the the kid James Hurd visit last weekend. Uh, from Pitt, who's a four-star linebacker, and then uh, kid from Good Counsel. Yeah, yeah, Good no, Counsel is the the home of Josh Pascal and uh, Sierra Watkins, big DMV private school. Uh, kid, former Penn State commit, reopens his recruitment. He's an edge, and now he's got an official visit to Kentucky, like within days of decommitting. So, wouldn't mind it. Sticking it to James Franklin yeah, some more. Uh, <laughs> seems like uh, Brad White's starting to find his footing a little bit as a recruiter. Yeah. yeah. So football recruiting, yeah, it's going to going to pick up. I'm sure there's Zach's done a good job of uh, of keeping that 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 fountain that keeps filling up, flowing. I know you know Ty Bryant was at practice today. They got kids going in and out. There's some big kid from Alpharetta who was there. Um, I mean, they've got a lot of a lot of guys going in and out of the building this time of year. And there's I suspect there will be a ton for the spring game next Saturday. It's really you know kind of when you're going to roll out your red carpet. Yep, Pro Day Friday. We're going to be talking to some of the outgoing cats on Thursday. Uh, a lot of people in and out of the building. Think we'll get any uh, head coaches Friday? Sure. I don't think there's any like first round dudes though that they'd want to see in person. Yeah, I, I don't know if we'll see any this year. Tomlin loves. I, I, I'm, there's there's got to be something there. I mean, I have Stoops about it, but I I think there's more there. Him and Stoops got to be boys or something, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know that. There's definitely something there. Hopefully, uh, we we get a head coach too. Wasn't there like a, a Vrabel sighting in Lexington? Maybe he was hanging out with some guys. Yeah, I think that was uh, he was driving back from Cincinnati's pro day. I think that's what that was. Yeah, uh, we're seeing Sauce probably. Sauce, and then they got that. My Jay Sanders is going to be a second round pick. Darian Beavers might get in the second round. They've got a lot of. Top 50 process. I guess Lexington to BG would be faster than going Louisville to – I guess that would be the fastest way to drive it. And he was in Columbus like the day before, so yeah. it makes sense to hit two and then just drive home. So, Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, Bengals could – Zach Taylor could skip on down. Here. Oh. Um, 
Zach. What would you say to Zach Taylor? Adam Luckett runs into Zach Taylor at spring day. What, what, what are you saying? How about how about that 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 Joey Biscuits? Pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's a fine, it's a fine coach in Joe Burrow. Yeah, but what, what like you you know you got to pick and choose wisely. We got to prepare you for this, Luckett. You might run into your head coach. What 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 what, what do you what do you say to him? Hey, Coach Zach, how's it going? I don't know. You say, uh, okay, so, uh, you're going to teach him 12 personnel too? Are we going three tech or corner first round? <laughs> give me give me the good stuff. Give me the good stuff. Oh, we're going to keep Burrow off his ass this year? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I like the additions, Coach. Good job. <laughs> coach, can I, can I have a picture, please? <laughs> but, yeah, draft for draft season coming up, I'm starting to get more mocks. Like, seeming right now, Nick, like, Kennard's probably going to go second. Probably mid to late second. Yeah. Fortner, like he maybe has a chance to sneak in the second. Yeah. I think third, Pascal third is there. a safe bet. I think Pascal's right there with him. With they're right in that like, ooh, big Friday at pro day. Day two. Yeah. Day two guys. Big Friday at pro day. Right. Wandell is kind of I think in that same area, second, late second, early third. So they could be a busy Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Going to be a busy Friday at the KSR Conference. I mean that. What is that? Four, four guys right there. Yeah. And then I don't. I have no beat on Dare Rosenthal. Like where he's gonna end up. I mean, you. Could, I could see, you know, a late third, early fourth flyer, or he. It could seventh. be late undrafted. seventh. Yeah. yeah like or undrafted. He, yeah. I. I think um, he'll get drafted. Yeah, I can't see. Yeah, just because the team. Yeah. And so that's the total. Marquand McCall, I have no idea. Corker's sixth or seventh mm-hmm. round pick. Uh, I think Pro Day is really big for him. Yeah. I'd be interested to see the times he puts up. Pro Day's fun, too. Just having all the bu- – like, I'm, I'm upset I'm going to be missing that uh, this year. Are we, missing, are we missing – is that it, or did I miss anybody? I think that's it. We mentioned everybody that was like – Yeah. And then you got guys like fringe guys, maybe like Justin Rigg, um, some other guys of that that can maybe – Impress somebody and really get like a good, maybe undrafted free agent deal or whatnot. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of weird because between all of this, uh, the one I don't want to say missing, but like we we've almost shifted. Now we get into the meat and potatoes of football and actually like oh we can watch practice, but the roster building stuff's on the other end for basketball. So yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of you you can follow your sources say for all of that. Um, what's um, pro? My first pro day. Yeah. What should I expect? Get, get work on your times, man. You gotta be timing them with everybody else. You gotta. I, I'm gonna have my timer. Oh yeah, you gotta work on it. If you bring your own stopwatch, you'll look much more official. Um, yeah, I don't have a stopwatch. Would I? I personally, my favorite part of pro day is like just hanging out with some of the the hangarounds of the program. Like, I think after like like Josh Allen obviously is not going to run through a pro day. When he was there, so like you know, just kind of like just picking his ear on stuff, uh, you know, guys around the program, like your CJs and your Drake Jacksons of the world. Which, by the way, we didn't even mention Drake. Drake just looks like a freaking coach out there. Yeah. But uh, I, I wouldn't say like prodding them and picking and prodding them for scoop. But like, it is fun to talk because like that's when everybody just kind of lets their hair down and just watches. Yeah, uh, no one's working. Just right, working. right. They just get to kind of hang. Out. Now, Vince, you you want Vince is working. Dudes. That's fun. That's actually that's the answer. Is watch who Vince is talking to because that's who you 
know that like, all right, they're close to being sold on this guy. Who do you think that like who do you think Vince is trying to talk up right here? That's what's fun. There was one year at Pro Day, Capaludo was there and like the thing that I didn't realize about Capaludo is how locked in he was. Like he was like asking for times and like, oh man, so good. You know, like he knew the thresholds of like, okay, they need this to be good. Yeah. Um Capaludo. Low key football guy. Low key football guy. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> that was like uh God, what was, I forgot who it was last time that they just gave out some ludicrous times. Uh, uh, yeah, AJ Rose and all them had. Yeah, there was some. Boogie movies. Watson had. They gave him like a four six two on the forty. Dude, straight line. It was like close. It had to be close to five. Yeah. yeah. They got kind of roasted on that. On draft oh, Twitter, got a hold of that and was like, Twitter. "There's no way." <laughs> we know. We know better than this. Yeah. Uh, but look, it's going to be a pro day. We are going to be uh, on the beach. And luck is going to be in the golf course for some of next week. But we will have a spring game podcast preview for you. There's still going to be plenty of stuff on the site. And then uh, the, I think the next time after you'll be hearing for us, we'll be breaking down spring game. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to believe. It's coming at you fast because the, the OC search going a little bit late. It kind of rearranged how they do in spring practice. So, uh, it's talking season. Yeah. Today. So, right in our wheelhouse. Well, uh, it's time to say goodbye. For Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Rouch. Go Cats and go Croak. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.